0: My mama would say You gotta fight for what is right To her I would say
1: You know, I'd spent the entire day not paying any attention to news. And I before the show, I did a quick rundown of the news. <laughs> and I'm like, why did I bother? I mean, seriously, I, I you know, so much of the news and what people are doing right now, there's so much of a culture of fear. Uh, there's a guy I watched, and I, I don't have his name right now, but he's on TikTok. I don't watch him. He, his feed came up. And he's talking about, yes, the questions, the question, as should Christians rebel against the current evil system? And literally his conclusion is that no, we're supposed to not do anything and just let God do it. This corruption in our faith is so massively deep, and the reason people do this is because at the end of the day, they're weak and they're fearful. I'm always for praying, but our action is also important in the world. And God directs us that way. But I hate when people mit- use the Bible as a justification to be a pacifist fool. And there's nowhere in there that God tells us to roll over and be like a dead cockroach. Man, I'm telling you. So yeah, someone says, Anne lazy. Yes, and lazy is absolutely correct. They sit in the car and you know they do these TikTok videos from their car. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and you are making a good statement in the world there too, aren't you there, buddy? Well, Patriots, one thing I we're heading into the weekend. Weekends are fun for a lot of reasons. Tomorrow's awesome because tomorrow we're gonna to have prayer Saturday and we're it's kicking off what we're calling for the prayer for healing and restoration in Lahaina. And we're gonna talk about Lahaina tonight some and um, but also I you know weekends are also fun to shoot go to the range if you have a range on your property shoot there but in the meantime it's good to be able to keep your practice up without always having to go to the range and to save money on ammo oh and I'll bet you know what I'm going to talk about don't you it's called iTarget Pro and it's an awesome little device that you can set up for your house you get a great discount you head on over there and use your Bards code I'll just let them tell tell you about it. Patriots, right now, many Americans are feeling powerless. The economy isn't stable, crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge don't seem to even care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself, and that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm, anytime in the safety and privacy of your home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you still have a ton of practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, side alignment, trigger control, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so that you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com right now. Again, 10% using your promo code BARDS, Plus free shipping when you go to itargetpro.com. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTarget Pro. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. itargetpro.com. Offer code is Bards. Well, Patriots, as you may know, Bards Fest tickets are up and available. So we have it at a recommended donation of $100 per person, but it is a donation-based. We don't turn anybody away. This is a God event. So we've had great response Mm -hmm. so far. Um, There's information on lodging and there's information on camping in the area. There's about 200 spots of camping right where the festival is. We're going to be having three full days of speakers Mm -hmm. and events. There's going to be a kids program there. It's going to be awesome. Um, In fact, today, which I have to call uh, Punky and let her know because she's running our kids Mm -hmm. program. But... um, I did secure a special forces medic to come in and help assist and teach kids first aid and stuff, which is going to be super awesome. And, and maybe the adults too, if you're good, but we'll just have to see, see how the adults behave and we'll reward the children and we we'll, then we'll, we'll see how that goes. But no, we are going to have some great turnout. We're got, we have a, a lot of good stuff going on. It's going to be a fantastic festival. I'm looking forward to it. Um, great turnouts. We got to. It's like we're going to have a couple Navy SEALs come in. We're going to have a couple Special Forces guys come in. We're going to have, I think we're going to have Sergeant Major Joe Vega again. We're going to have Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers again. Really pretty awesome. And, of course, all the other great people that will be there. Dr. Frank's going to be there. The um, resistance chicks are going to be there. We've got some other people coming in to speak. I think we're having, I think Jaron Jackson's coming to speak on Common Law. It's going to be good. You don't want to miss it. And it's going to be in a great place. Fantastic people. And we're trying to get uh, at least for one night. We're trying to get a bluegrass uh, gospel band in. That's an interesting one. Bluegrass and bluegrass and gospel. And we'll see what we can do about that for one night of entertainment. We're going to have the main thing again. We're going to be eating together. Our meals are there. And this time we've got some couple of food trucks coming in to supplement those sorts of things, so you can get you know all the healthy foods like you know, deep-fried Twinkies and uh, Elephant Ears and those things that are so good for you that everybody knows <laughs> somebody wants tacos. We'll see if we can get tacos. If Funky's there, she's going to bring her flamethrower probably and, like, do some lizard tacos or something. But it is going to be a blast. It's going to be a really good event. We're looking forward to it. So tickets are up so you can start getting those now. That'd be awesome. And uh, start making your plans and reservations or whatever you need to do. I think we've got, there's some hotels that are listed there for the that there is a discount you can get for a few of them if you use the BARDS code. Isn't that a surprise? Hey, and something else. We'll talk a little bit more about Fest in a minute. And something else, I just want to bring your attention to this. Uh, MB Night Baker, which is known as MB Night 1 here, um, they're doing a give-send-go. And it's just to help them offset some of their moving costs. This inflation is killing everybody, and they got in the middle of their move, and their move costs actually doubled, which is insane. So they're asking for some help. Um, I've given, other people have given. If you get a chance, check it out. It's um, help MB Knight Baker move to AZ. Uh, it's a Mary Beth Knight, so it's there. and We'll get that. we have the link up a couple places in Telegram, and we'll continue to put the link up. I know Duncan talked about it today. So, I, and I, you know, I know this is a time when like money just keeps to be flowing out, but it's also a time to help each other, which is so important. So. You know, we're heading into an interesting era. I don't really know what what's going to go on. I know that, you know, like I said, I spent the entire day just working on, not, I mean, I say working, like getting picking up the mower because I had to have some new linkages put on the brush mower. Um, I was just doing some running around. I had to unload some sand and unload some, some feed. Had to have the Jeep checked for brakes, which they look great because I'm coming up on this trip, and going to get a front end alignment next week. Spent the part of the day getting some stuff ordered that I'm going to need for the trip. Um, I don't know, just stuff around the, around the property up here, just getting it done, you know, laying out a new CrossFit gym up here, which is going to be pretty awesome. And getting all these appointments set for when I get back, because that's when all the craziness begins to I get all my contractors coming in for, for propane and they couldn't, I couldn't even get them until, until October. They're booked that far out. But here, here's the point of it. Oh, and it looks like if I'm, if I pull everything together, I should have my new head of cattle by the, before I leave, which will be fantastic. It should be really nice. But all that said, and the reason I bring all this up, I didn't touch news all day long. A little bit this morning, like I normally do. I usually do a quick read of the news feed and then I just I look at all this dump tonight, and it's, it is really amazing how if you I walked in I'll be very honest I walked into the news tonight very quickly before the show and I didn't do any sort of prayer leading into it I just kind of jumped into it. It can really wallop you. I mean, there's they've got a big fire going on in Turkey right now, and I all, I mean, what it, the video that they've got of it is that you can literally see the directed energy weapon lighting the fire. It's coming right through the clouds. You can see the light flickers and you can see the, the fires explode below it. I mean, they're, they're all in an all out war. We've got NATO, figure this one out. We've got NATO flying supplies into Hawaii, Maui, NATO, not the US, NATO. And they're flying supplies into Maui with housing units donated by Hungary. This is all the beginning of their 15 minute city model. I mean, literally what they want to do is decimate everything and then replace them with these little boxes. So you have nothing left, and then they're gonna, that's where they get this you'll own nothing, and then you'll, you'll rent everything concept. They'll just burn you out. That's kind of what they're hoping. And they're wanting to overwhelm everybody with their concept of their great power. I mean, what they've accomplished in, in Lahaina, which is extremely concerning, is a massive sacrifice. They gain power through the death and construction of children. We know that. So G- Gateway Pundit at 7.30 p.m. last night posted an article, which is extremely important to read. I would suggest you go back and read it. And it's talking about how the enrollment in schools in Lahaina was 3,000 children. They can only account for 1,000 right now. And then people keep asking, where are the adults? Where are the relatives? I don't have an answer to this, but I can tell you that it's quickly adding up that this destruction and devastation that happened in Lahaina was greater than anything we've ever imagined. This is a 9-11 event, let's be clear, as it's appearing to be. And this windscreen thing should give a big heads up to everybody of how bad it actually is. Because not only does the windscreen that they're putting around all of Lahaina, so they can't provide support for the people, but they can put up a windsc- find their funds to put up a windscreen. And they say it's to prevent the pollutants from blowing into the people, into the area. And they say there's a lot of toxins in there that they're having to ship back to the U.S. to get rid of. Oh, this sounds really hokey to me. But anyway, um, I think it's more like they're sending it back for analysis to see how successful they were of destroying human beings in a directed energy weapon burn and trying to figure out how successful they were in turning them into ash. But the question one has to ask, quite literally, is how many people were, were really destroyed? They came out initially with this figure of like, you know, 50 or so people. That's grown now to 106. There's still 1,300 missing. They, but the 106 is a distortion. That's the children, they say. There's been over 400 people identified, but they're not letting you hear that much. But there's still 1,300 missing, they say, and we can't account for 2,000 children. That's a sacrifice of a magnitude of order that's incredible. And that's why tomorrow, and I said this over and over, tomorrow we are really digging into hardcore prayer for Lahaina, for restoration and raising the dead. And you've got to be into it. I'm, I'm serious to me, if you're coming in tomorrow, bring your a game because this is not gonna be a joke. We're really gonna plead to the heavens and and be ready to like feel the Holy Spirit and have yourself pour out tears and the whole thing because tomorrow is really the day we're gonna we're gonna kick it and make it really work. Someone said two hundred missing or dead. My answer is, what's the difference at this point in time? Two thousand missing in the school count. And there's a pulverized amount of dead. We're two weeks into this event, and we're still asking that stupid question. Are they missing? Where did they go? This is the part that absolutely drives me nuts about the mentality of people. No criticism to the person that posted this comment, but I mean general. And this is not directed at who posted the comment. It is what It drives me nuts that the American public is asking the question of, like, well, are they missing? Where the hell did they go? What did you think they did? Two thousand people jumped off the island and swam to Big Island of Hawaii. They swam to Oahu and they're kicking out on the beach and having some mai tais. I mean, let's get real. I mean, seriously, this is—we are at a point of two weeks into this doggone fight, and we're—they're telling us missing, and we're going, oh. I wonder. Um, I wonder. I wonder where they are. The hyena has gone. Like, I mean, are people expecting to go in there and like pull up a, a basement trap door and find them two weeks later sitting down there under the ashes? We're not asking the hard questions. And unfortunately, the reflection is a lot of programming that exists within our society. And the programming is that we don't want to believe the darkness and we don't. And so missing sounds good. Where, where are the children that are missing on the back of milk cartons around Walmart's walls? I'll tell you where they are. They're dead. And it makes them look good. In fact, it's trophies. What you're looking at is a trophy wall. You're not looking at a missing person's wall. Sometimes a missing person's wall is an advertisement, if you know how to read it, it's an advertisement for what's for sale. I mean, this is the crime that we're dealing with of the magnitude of death and destruction around children and the american public is completely zombified over this thing and absolutely does not want to ask the question the question you have to ask if you're if you're pushing a narrative that the children are missing or taken how did they get in there and take them in the midst of those fires that's the real question unless you believe in beam me up scotty and star trek has got some sort of presence here teleporting people out of there that fire was intense And it covered the entire place the houses were being burned from the inside out that tells you what's having to happening to people and that's been well established so you know part of this is i mean that's just part of what we're praying into tomorrow because this is how they get us to be feel defeated and it's very easy to because you can ask yourself like well what do we do against this we have no energy we have no power that's exactly wrong. And this is why this this guy I listened to earlier, I don't even want to play it because it just gives me a headache. But he literally, he's saying like, no, we are not supposed to resist this. No, scripture says that we're supposed to just abide by the laws. There is nobody that says we're supposed to abide by the laws of Satan. And that's where these people get tripped up. We have an amazingly messed up society and there's these my, amazingly naive fools that are literally getting on pulpits, trying to tell Christians to do nothing. We are here because Christians did nothing. Our country was founded because some Christians did something. And now we are here in this time, in the state that we are in, because Christians have done nothing. Look around the world, what's the war against? Is it against Muslims? Nope. Is it against, is it against Buddhists? Generally, nope. Is it against Christians? Uh, That would be a big yes all across the globe as they tried to literally eradicate the Christian religion. Why? Because if it wasn't powerful, if it wasn't mighty, they wouldn't worry about it. So it is so important that we bury ourselves hard into our authorities. That would be Romans 8, literally, where we are dealing with it is, it is Romans 8 where, we're, where creation is awaiting the awakening or the arrival of the sons or the children of God, the sons of God. And this is what tomorrow we're really going to be leaning into heart. We have to. And this is ultimately where our whole theme of Bars Fest is. It's preparing the saints for the work of the ministry. These are big steps in faith. These are big steps that I think at times people, I'm not even going to say I'm excluded from this. There's big steps because when I, I sit here on this program and we do this 17 times a week, and thanks to Duncan, we now have 18 shows a week because he's taken over Ben Didney, which I, he's doing a great job, I think, from what I can tell. But anyway, um, when you're doing this like this and you're, you're speaking into some of these things that for the most part, run against the grain of most churches. Most churches do not believe in the power of healing. Most churches do not believe in the power of raising the dead. Most churches do not believe in casting out demons. Most churches do not believe in the words to do greater works than he, meaning greater than Christ. They believe in spreading the gospel of Jesus, but I don't know what the substance is behind it. And when you look at the world around that's in evil, let me assure you, Evil understands how to gain power, and that's why it gains momentum, because people get dis- distracted or dis- frustrated with Christian faith that produces nothing but obedience and suffering. And so this is supposed to be the answer for everybody, is everybody is supposed to be obedient to the Word and simply sit and wait and suffer the pain, and then you will do your time, and then you will check out, and you will go to heaven, as long as you accept Christ. Why would God waste the time sacrificing his son to turn the entire world into a bunch of obedient, dumb slaves? And why? It just makes no sense. If you've ever read the Book of Enoch, which you should, because even though it's not one of the texts in the Bible, it is still considered an important religious text and has been studied. It was studied in all the, all the generations except the modern one where suddenly it's like, whoa, don't read that because it's not in the Bible because the Catholic Church said don't read it so let's all follow suit. The original fall was based on a simple concept. God did not want his children to be obedient and to be told how they were to worship him. He wanted his children to come to him with free will, and in so doing, the inheritance would be given. And so when we're dealing with Satan, which was not called Satan in the book of Enoch, but anyway, that's who we're talking about. We're dealing with Satan who wanted the sons of God, the children of God, to be told who to to worship and to be obedient to him. So the entire inversion happens at the pulpit when we're basically told that you're not supposed to, you're none of this nonsense about casting out demons, none of this nonsense about raising the dead, none of this nonsense about healing. You can pray for it, but we're not doing some miracle healing here. I mean, that's why we have hospitals. Incredible to me. And that greater work stuff, it's like, whoa, don't you dare do that. Even though Peter, the story of Peter, on, when he steps out of the boat, tells us, shows us that that happens, but that's okay. Don't worry about that one. It's kind of a selective editing of the Bible as we go along. You know, this the scary part is the way that these churches are going A a re-edit of the Bible is going to be extremely easy because people aren't reading into the the living scriptures, the power of what God's telling us. And if we fail to lean into God for the power of what, what we're being told, we are failing the mission of being the stewards of the earth. We are stewards. And to do that, you have to build an honest and deep relationship with Christ, which means at some point along the way, you're going to be finding yourself really hurting a lot, there's your suffering. I sat last night and I read a story about a young girl down in, I think it's Houston, it's Texas for sure, but I think it's Houston. She was just raped and murdered by an illegal alien. And this is at one o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting out at the porch and I'm just enjoying the stars and some quiet time with father. And I just started crying. Okay. And it's the sort of tears that just are deep and Holy Spirit tears. And I, and I even said to God, I said, if I am crying from this pain, if I'm feeling this pain, imagine what you feel, Father, for the pain and suffering of every one of these little ones. We have to have that relationship with God, intimate and personal, to allow some of what he feels to fall into us because it's there that our life really takes form and makes sense. It's there that every one of our deeds is now weighted, engaged in the relationship of how God wants us to work and our possessions, our things, the way we live. Everything starts to take on a completely different lens and flavor. Father's suffering should be part of our suffering. But that doesn't mean you're disempowered and you sit down and you wait for the sky to fall or some lightning bolt to rip you out of here and then say, hurrah, hurrah, I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm being removed from earth and returned to heaven. I mean that's not our mission. And this is how Satan has done an amazing job convincing people not only did he and he's not exi- that he doesn't exist, but inverting so much of what scripture should be. And I can tell you there's plenty of people that what I'm even saying right now they would just be like you are not speaking what the bible says. Like all right, whatever. I know that we've got testimonies. We get testimonies every single week of the power of prayer and healing because we're declaring our authorities because we're declaring our authorities with the blood of Christ and we're declaring healing. So, tomorrow is like the first big game we've had if you want to look at it like this. Like we've been praying, we've been praying in the in the you know, in the good solid farm leagues. Tomorrow we're stepping into pro league. And I'm not kidding when I say this. So I say bring your A game tomorrow. Because tomorrow we're leaning in. Tomorrow we're going full tilt. And it's not just going to be tomorrow. We're going to do it over and over. But tomorrow is like we're stepping into another level of game. New level. Step in. And we're going to drop hard. And we're going to hit evil hard tomorrow. Now, evil's well entrenched here. We know that. And it's entrenched too because it has so many doubters in what, in what we do. And I'm, I'm like, no more doubting. And and look, every one of us at a certain point, you're going to get a twinge because we're so deeply programmed. You have to have the willingness to acknowledge that you're deeply programmed because we all are. And we have to find those little openings in our armor where the evil has managed to slide a knife inside of there so every time when you do something, you hear this little whisper going, you can't do that. You can't do that. Man, when I run into that, I'm like, really? Watch me. I'll defy evil right in his face and let it go screaming crazy or all around me. And I don't care because if I know it's the right place where God's put me to walk, I'll walk that path and I'll slay that demon. And we all have to start really getting to that place where we're looking at ourselves. And this is why this period right now is so important. We've talked about Operation Vineyard. It's happening. There's a lot of pieces falling in place, things I haven't talked about because I have to get them hard and solid before we go but Bart's Fest is going to be a big part of that cha- that transition because everything we did that we replanned in Bart's Fest is gearing around it's all focused everything the team has been focusing on is Operation Vineyard and there's pieces now that are starting to come together but it's critical foundational pieces that we have to have sure common law is essential getting a good scriptural foundation essential right Getting, listening to God where he wants you to be, essential. But here's the deeper parts that absolutely are critical. You have, you have to get to a place now where you're hearing God and you are leaning into your authorities and being ready because when we bring in, when we go to the next level of that, which is going to be with the children, we have got to be able to heal. We have to be able to heal, break the chains of demonic control, cast out those demons, and we even need to be able to raise the dead has to happen and you have to believe it and we can because it's not us we're working through father but to do that we have to come to this place and to lean in someone just wrote it's a great comment overwhelming but so important absolutely true absolutely true great comment and it's true this is an overwhelming moment because we're being accelerated at like oh hi guys yes father um You're a little bit behind the power curve. Well, Father, what would you like us to do? I'm going to give you a PhD in healing, casting out the dead, raising the demons, or casting out demons, raising the dead, and uh, doing greater works. We're going to do that, and we're going to do it in about four months. Are you ready? And we're like, yeah, sure, sounds good. And then we're there, we're like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's a serious spiritual download, man. And that's literally what's happening right now. We're getting it. And here's the beautiful part, though. This is what's so amazing. Is as we lean into this and trust in him, things are just happening. Let me kind of map out a couple things here and just kind of along those lines. In Barts Fest, we're going to reveal the new, the first Barts Nation Operation Vineyard School and Safe House for Children. You're going to see a video on it really amazing it's beautifully built and this is somebody's has built this on her own without any donations out of her own pocket she's built this for the purpose and then when we announced operation vineyard she wants this to be part of and be the first anchor point for children it's beautiful we're going to see a outstanding you're going to be able to see a video of it it's really going to be beautiful okay but with that we're doing I've told you all along we're kind of working a parallel model here at the ranch and this last week in preparation, and I've been talking about the coming you know, challenges ahead. It is amazing to me how many things just fell into place. And I, I'm very blessed that I have the resources to do it, to be honest with you. But I mean, so many things came to place. And literally, I've been praying on stuff, praying on stuff, praying on stuff. And then after Bards Fest and the, the commissions in full go, and I've just kind of turned it over to Father. I'm like, okay, everything that has to happen— I am telling you, so many pieces are just snapping in place so fast, I can hardly keep pace with it. And the first major shift on this was when I woke up seven days into my carnivore diet, a diet that was I was led to find by father in my prayers, way he guided me, and the prayers also. And I woke up on day seven, and all the pain in my hip and my sciatica was gone, gone, out of here. And that's when the real change started. And from there, there's been a momentum. I mean, we have the butchery well moving along. We've got the freezer unit that'll be running by, it's not going to be running till the end of October. I brought in more freezers so we have plenty of room for meat and we have meat so that the school with the kids have food. That's a big one because a lot of this meat's going to be providing for them. We're I'm building out just all the vision. Just, the father's like, here, let me show you the vision. And I'm like, okay, wow, that was not what I expected, but that's awesome. So I'm building, we have this horse barn, there's three stalls, and I'm building a uh, martial arts stall, a, a CrossFit stall, and a rock climbing stall. So that's going to be available for teens and youth to work on, to teach them good fitness as we teach them good dietary habits. We've got the bee room and the beehives going, more hives to come next year. We've got a whole vision. I'm getting a whole new herd of cattle that's gonna happen before I get out to Bars Fest. That's gonna start. I just made the call today and the guy is Terry Terry Anderson, another person we're gonna pray for tomorrow. Unbelievably good man, Christian, longtime rancher, just been dealing with some cancer. We want that cancer to go away. And he's just amazing. He's he's teaching me the genetic the genetics of what he's doing, little by little. So I'm kinda of learning that. He's helping me build a new herd, which is awesome. So that's gonna happen. We've got a whole plan now and all of this happened. And like, you know, God's like, okay, you're going to do a restorative agriculture model. And all the people that I need are now available and all at the right time. I mean, I make like three calls, four calls the other day and all the contractors that I need, a propane guy, I needed a an AC guy or a refrigeration guy, I needed an electrician. I mean, I didn't have any of these things. And it starts with, I'm bumping into one person. He's like, talk to this person. And then I'm talking to that guy. And he's like, well, you need to meet this person and this person. And everywhere, I mean, all of a sudden, and not only do I call them, but they all arrive within 48 hours. Done. Like, do the assessment, do the thing, and then they're already booked in for October. That's the way God works. That's literally flowing with the river, the river of heaven. Right? And all of this is centered around the power of Operation Vineyard. And as we continue, someone said, are you going to add chickens? Maybe. I'm liking my cows right now. I don't have time to chase chickens at the moment. I'm loving my chickens. No, that's not me. I'm not loving my chickens because I don't have any. I'm loving my cows and I'm loving my beef. I've got to pick up another thousand pounds next week to herd two steers. And then I've got two more steers after that to be butchered. So, yeah, we're busy. But in in the real bigger picture of this, I think the the urgency now is upon us that we should feel. And when I say that, I think it's very critical that everybody realize that we're coming into a pretty critical window. And we ask some pretty obvious questions, so we're going to go back to Maui. Why is the U.S. government not involved and why are they turning their back on the people? Why is NATO arriving with aircraft and we we aren't supporting our own state? What's happened to all these people? Where are they? Why do we not have an accountability? How is this rogue government being allowed to do this? I mean, these are big questions. And we're not getting answers. And increasingly, if you pay attention to the news, the, the figures, the Gavin Newsom's, the, the um, Tina Kotek, she's the lesbian train wreck we have for a governor here in Oregon, Um. That retard up in in. Ensley, uh, Ensley, he's the governor in uh, Washington. I mean, these three governors are just a, a clan of hell. They're not even in the news these days. Tina Kotek was elected this last year, and she's made like one public, pr- one public presence. And you know, the thing is, I, I, you'll hear people say like, "Well, yeah, but I got a report that she was with such and such, or there was a picture with such and such." That doesn't tell us anything. So something very odd is going on in these leaderships. I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know what what if, you know, I don't have any idea what is happening, but pay attention to what's happening with the people. And as the truth percolates up and people are getting more and more angry, we're coming to a boiling point and it's happening very quickly. Like this is ready to boil over soon. And in the meantime, like you heard Cameron Hamilton tonight, fantastic guy, Navy SEAL running for office, There's some other guys that have come across now in in that same community that are now like literally just like I'm fighting the wrong fight. I got to step in with men of God. It's beautiful to see. There is an awakening happening at a phenomenal level and it's not knowledge. It's an awareness of the corruption and a turning to God. So that gets back to this nonsense of like Christians don't do anything. Stand there and obey your government and let God handle it. That type of thinking That's like somebody took the spine out of this person, cut their nuts off and sent them into the world and said, act like a man, not happening. So we are at a really important point right now. A great question. I just read this super question. Where's all the Hawaiian flags on people's profiles? Where's all the hashtag Maui strong, hashtag Hawaii strong. These are great questions. And what you're starting to realize is how much of the social media environment is completely manipulated. It's run by AIs, it's run by bots, and when they don't want something to happen, when something really critical is happening, then there's nothing. And so people, like, for example, where's the environmentalists? Where were the environmentalists up in East Palestine? Where are the environmentalists in Hawaii having a holy cow fit over there with the fact that there's stuff blown into the ocean? And then you've got this thing of like all these blue buildings that didn't burn and even a blue coat that didn't burn. I mean, seriously, this is Weirdville. I'm not not saying it's not. But all my point is, is you're looking at all these events percolating up. There's a mass amount of awareness. They're trying to tamp this down. People are still going at it. They're not paying attention to them. They're becoming more cognizant of the magnitude of what's going on. They're becoming more cognizant how the environment, literal physical environment in which we live is being manipulated from weather to fires to tornadoes. And the one thing, if you step back and look a minute, you realize like why we are getting ravaged so much. Part of it is, is we're not complying and we're at the core of the power of the world. And the elites are trying to punish us and break us until we finally bow. And the big thing is just to give the big middle finger and go, nope, we're not going to do that. And that's where we come back to Lahaina tomorrow and why it's so important. You see, and I've talked about this throughout the week, and I just want to really drill this point home. I'm going to talk about it again tomorrow because it's a big part. By the way, for those of you getting ready to pray tomorrow, it's going to be a pretty intense prayer session. When I say long; it could it could go an extra bit of time because we've been doing it in about two and a half to three hours. I don't know what we're into tomorrow. I know our prayers are big and important, and we've got to begin with a out of the gate. Like we've got to go Super Bowl. No, oh, that's a bad analogy because we don't want child sex trafficking going on like they do at the Super Bowl. We're doing like God's Bowl tomorrow, right? This is like heaven versus hell tomorrow, and heaven always wins. So I'm really serious. This is where we have to get in that mindset. So be prepared. But that's the point of tomorrow, is for us to make a commitment that we're not going to take this anymore. And we're not going to take this laying down. And we're not going to sit on the side and twiddle our thumbs and go, oh, Lord, please, uh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to sit in my pew and I'm going to let you fix it. That mentality has to go. Purge it, baby. We have to be, this is the true church standing up in our hearts. These are the children of the Most High that are stepping in now to the authorities of creation. And this is truly who we are. I've been playing, I'm not playing with this, I've been letting these thoughts roll with me all week long. And I'm sitting with them. Here, here's an interesting one. We have no, we've had no rain um, all week. We're like two or more than that for a number of weeks. And I was just sitting there last night, and I was like, Father, we need some rain. We really do. Now, they got some 10 miles from here. My parents got a deluge of rain just dropped on our house over there. I was like, wow, that's good. It's good for the garden. I need some up here on the property. We, I don't see these things as coincidental. I think that's the big thing is there's a tendency for us to doubt. And we have to make a decision that we're not going to doubt. And I think that's really critical. You know, we prayed. So let me give you two scenarios. The Category 4 hurricane is flowing into California. On last Saturday morning, it was scheduled to be upgraded to a Category 5. And we prayed to rebuke that. And not only rebuke it, it was supposed to go right up the line of the coast and wipe out all the coastline and then head into Oregon. Okay, so we rebuked it. Not only did we rebuke it, we rebuked the whole idea of a hurricane, that it would be diminished and scattered into, into a storm, like a tropical storm. One hour or two hours after we prayed, the hurricane was track changed. It went from ocean to inland. And by the that night or the next morning, it was completely downgraded to a tropical storm. Everything that we prayed about. So let's look at it from a Weather warfare point of view. Did somebody change the nature of the storm? Did they to have some goodness in their heart to avoid people? I don't know. And do I care? Nope. Because it doesn't rattle well with my belief system. We prayed and a consequence came. So the way that it, it's a, for some it's a chicken and the egg argument. There's no chicken and the egg on this one for me at all. We prayed. I don't care if somebody did manipulate the weather. The fact is that we prayed before the change happened, and God can do anything he wants. So if God heard our prayers, the weather was changed. And see, this is where we have to start changing the way we see the world. There's a great comment made that we are we were living in a world that said, I think, therefore I am. And we are moving into the era where it says, I am, therefore I think totally inversion great comment i would just add to that i am therefore i pray and therefore i discover the power of creation there you go that'll be our version we're we're amazing people and we're we're incredible people we're we're blessed we're the children of the most high father has made us in his image I just wish people would start to take that seriously instead of always diminishing it and trying to say that, well, we're, we're unworthy. We're, we're just little, you know, dumb sinning peons. Sure. We sin. Of course we do. We're like, we're living in a fallen world, but you don't think father knows that. And that's the, that's kind of the pretext of this is somehow that God doesn't know that we're going to sin. So we have to come to him and have our hat in the hand every single day, and we have to pity ourselves and say we are unworthy. worthy we are unworthy, beat us, Father. We don't have a God like that. That is not who our Father is. He is a, he's a merciful, loving Father. Of course we're going to make mistakes. He values the honesty of the heart. Now, if you're going to be one of those, there's, we can get into what do those look like and doing the same thing over and over, which is a definition of insanity or worse. But the fact is, he knows we're going to fall and i truly believe and i think this is missed in most scriptures that i i truly believe that from the beginning he knew we were going to fall that's why he wanted us to come back to him by our own free will so that he could be with us and guide us and grow us but the premise is that somehow we're a bunch of like crazy kids that were should have been aborted walking the earth And there's this kind of looming idea that we're all imperfect, which is a really hard one to process. So the way we do this is after the fall of the garden, we became imperfect and sinful. Okay. Yeah, there was a fall. But God never left us. And so as we see in this period, we became bound in the world by the blood of the sins that we did. We became bound to, to Satan's world, the fallen world. Okay, so we've been freed. Christ died. We've been on the sin. We went on the cross. We were free. Now are we going to bring victory to the world? That's the only question we have to ask. Are we going to bring victory into this world? Am I, my vote? Amen. Yes. Doggone right. So to close all this tonight, Lahaina tomorrow, big deal. We're, we're, we're going to pray for Lahaina. As many people that can join in, great. And if you're not able to join in chat or you know people that can't join in chat, then just pray for Lahaina tomorrow. Give it some thought, but pray for something significant, not just like, oh, Father, I'm going to pray for Lahaina. That doesn't mean anything. What's your substance? What are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to heal the land. We're trying to restore the trees, in particular, the sacred tree, and we're trying to raise the dead. Essentially, the three pillars, which is rescue, heal, restore, that's the focus for tomorrow, a mighty prayer. And of course, you know, if you're one of those, not you in particular, anybody here, but if there's those out there that are from the traditional churches, they're going to be like, show it to me. I want to see the results. It's like, let me tell you something, brother. We're praying. God has got his timing. We're praying. He hears our prayers. This stuff's coming. So buckle up because I don't know when and I don't know where, but I know that it's coming and it's going to be lighting up the world and the world's going to be falling to its knees and singing, praise Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. By the time we're through, or they're going to be running for cover. So, all I know, this comes down to the bottom line of what Jesus told us. We have the authority to step on snakes and scorpions. We have authority over all evil. And we can do greater works than he. And he didn't say that with, if you're good enough. He didn't say that if, "Mm, if you think, if if maybe someday you're going to compete with me, I can see if you can outdo me. None of that. If we trust in him and he's going to the father, we can do greater works than he. That's a profound place to be. Huge responsibility, humbling, but it's who we are. And that is the greatest gift we could get is to really start realizing who we are. Let's pray. Father God, we're just here tonight having just a really good chat, just a casual conversation about the way of things in life and what's coming tomorrow. And so, Father, we've dedicated tomorrow, Saturday, the 26th, as a day of world prayer for Lahaina. So, Father, we come to you tonight asking for your blessing. It's not about numbers, but it's about purity of heart. And we're asking and praying that those with the strength and heart to believe truly, that creation, creation moans, waiting for the rise of the sons of God. Tomorrow, Father, we're asking that that moment begins. That truly, as we step in tomorrow, we're stepping into another level of play, another level of, of prayer, another level of belief. Not a belief of hesitating with doubt, but a belief that says we can and we will. So, Father, humbly, we put ourselves before you tonight and before the throne. For whatever sins we carry, known or unknown, we ask for your forgiveness. We know we're imperfect, but we also know that you sacrificed your only son for us. That debt is hard for us to comprehend. What was paid in his blood to free us is beyond our understanding. But honestly, Father, it also speaks to how much you see in us that we too often fail to see in ourselves. Father, we're asking tomorrow very humbly as we step into the prayer of the day for Lahaina to allow us to see something amazing, to allowing us to step into an authority tomorrow with humble hearts, to do a shaking of a land, a restoration of a tree and a raising of the dead that will be so shocking to the world that they'll be left with nothing else to say except praise God, praise Jesus. And tomorrow is a fight against evil. But it's the fight that we know is the right fight. It's real warfare. But now this is warfare on the spiritual realm. And we're ready to wage it. And we may not do things perfect, Father. But one thing we do know is you'll guide us. And your wisdom will fill us And whatever comes out of tomorrow, we will gain either way. Because we're going to step into a place that so many say we can't. And we're going to say we can. We will overcome. Guide us and protect us and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Be an overcomer. And say you can. That's the most powerful thing here. And the other thing, all in. It's got to be all in, man. All in tomorrow. Patriots, enjoy the chat tonight. Casual Friday. Good. Tomorrow we're going to kick it. Join us. Be there. Remember, Bars Fest tickets are on sale. we got the time. We've got about a month. We're good, but it's exciting to get that done and on the way. It's great. Don't forget about MB Knight. She's a beautiful soul. Great husband. Let's give them some support. I'll put the link below the podcast. Remember, it's also on Telegram. Yeah, it's good. See you tomorrow. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Coffee and Jesus, make sure you got a double shot, at least you're going to need it. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now.
2: Oh, I want to feel something, I just want to breathe. Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in